So I have a recording on the phone as well. 7.20 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, November 18, 2020. I have to get ready to eat now and prepare for just going to sleep for work. It's about to be 8 in the morning. Now, we just not even sure if what we recorded is supposed to be for kids or not. So I guess we'll just say it's for kids. So, okay, so now just wrapping up this creative session that lasted like 48 hours, two days, and we did a lot of comedy takes, mostly comedy takes, and did some rhyming in between, but really just the comedy tapes, <clears throat> just putting forth hours and hours into that, and getting like four or five hours of like comedy over the last few days, if not more, so really... really having fun with that and also as you can see immediately branching it, it off to having a category set aside specifically for kids you know children minors young adults young uh, preteens adolescents teenagers high schoolers middle schoolers elementary kids virtual bloggers out there, you know, so, I ended up introducing myself to you under the context of being, you know, what they will refer to in the future as Mr. Wall Street, you know, so, you know, I feel like I was, you know, sent from future generations to give my homeboys, a heads up of what's going down, you know, they sent me here first to kind of just help usher it all in, you know, I'm going to be here pointing the finger at it the whole time, so you can notice it, and, you know, I'll be miserable that whole time, because I'm just out of my time, I always felt like I wasn't meant for this time period, you know, but... You know, I was meant for it, but, you know, you know, I just always felt like a different time period, that's all. And then I grow up to write novels and want to write novels for different, the next generations, you know, write different novels, write different, you know, hold on, you know, different novels. For the different generations, make them timeless. Yeah, everybody, you want them timeless. And then also the fact that you're now Mr. Wall Street, some of the information is time sensitive. And then that's another element to it now. You know, so you've just been developing your creative arsenal with all of the different formats and genres you're able to create off of the dome. Off rip at a moment's notice, basically working on that. Just automatic process to do that. And then from there, you can just add in the different layers of what you can do, you know. And then you just, and I see, you know, you're capable of doing the medley, you know. So, so where, where's the vision for something like that? Like, what's the end result for something like that? To be able to 
conduct a comedy tour in like 50 cities and every single tour be off the dome. Every single show is off the dome with nothing but five notes. And they could be the same notes or they could just be, you know, um, different notes. It really be 50 different sets of notes real quick, like a real legit, just 50 different. And just like that. And because it's like, okay, where are we going? Chicago, okay. So whatever's relevant to Chicago in any way, just we throw all that in there. And then we just, and then we could just end up doing them just like that, where you just, you just studying everything about the place you're going, and then you just go from there. You have enough historical reference to go from there, you know, to at least, yeah, you know, so boom, it's, that's right there. See, just a, that's emergency protocol right there. We just, you know, that's brand new, right there. Boom, emergency, brand new emergency protocol. Just where, where are we going? All right, what's the history of all this? And then we just. And the ideas from there, just everything's based off of there. Like, like we're extracting everything, you know, from there. We're, we're throwing all the creativity to that black boy with those notes on it of, you know, the background of where we're at now. So, boom. So, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. Now, from there, it's just the fact that we want to get in gear of writing more material, creating more material specifically for the youngest kids, you know, out there that can't read, the, the youngest readers out there, and that, you know, and then they are able to learn the concepts of just, you know, leveraging money legitimately early. And then, you know, they're just about 18, they're veterans at it. And just and just really starting this revolution with the kids because the kids will be able to, you know, um, get the plan going because the fact that the kids even talking about that stuff that can be referenced online as true and factual, you know, it's going to be scary to the parents and stuff. So like, you know, if the kid finds out about the, these links, you know, that I'm creating now and it's giving out the information first, but until the parents start to, you know, provide the links and stuff, like that's what I'm just working on now, which is just working on my ability to produce a, you know, a piece of artistic material for children, you know, and, and I just have to go back and forth between making you know, material for adults and people over 18 and, and then under. So that way I'm able to purge all of the emotion I have out, you know. It's like that's all it is, just adult emotion comes out and, and that, so now this will be more like a child suitable emotion, you know. So boom, this is calm chat, just, you know, talking numbers and calculations and percentages and all that stuff that helps you pay the bills a lot easier than you've ever seen anyone do it before. And that's what it's all about. You know, you're not gonna have seen, most likely, you know, anyone in the situations that you will find yourself in if you actually apply this information I'm giving to you for free. You know, you paid me nothing but your attention, but with you being a child, I really appreciate that. And here we go, let's get super rich. <laughs> right? So look, so, we just, you know, always remember where you came from. So shout out to Miami, Florida. Shout out to Pioneers, you know, Covington and Donovan City, Hammond Road, Georgia, Stone Mountain, Georgia. You know, shout out to Syracuse, New York. I'm here right now. You know, you know. So, 
we get an edit, so you're gonna stop soon. We just started, you know, eight minutes ago, but you know, seriously, we have to wait today, tomorrow, but we just want to help the future in like an almost unimaginable way, you know, and just what's the best way for that? Okay, starting off is just economics, you know, really, it's like, I've been studying a certain skill for years, and now it's all starting to click, you know, mentally in my mind, my brain, now, imagine fighting a ninja, you're literally fighting a ninja, imagine, imagine fighting a ninja, you know, you're going to get your butt beat up really really bad most likely the ninja's going to have his way with you and you just you know wherever the ninja wants you he's going to have you most likely right 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 so one of the only ways to defeat a ninja is to internalize the ways of the samurai one must be a samurai. One must train with the ninja. You know? And you pay your dollars to train with the ninja. So now, I've trained with the ninja for almost 15,000 hours. At least 10,000 hours. But most likely closer to 15. Maybe at least, maybe realistically 12,000. You know? Money on the line. Every week. In the last 200 weeks, 100 weeks. Yeah. Every week since August 10th. No, no, no. Every week since. June. Yeah, every week since June 2018. That's over $10,000. You know, that's how much practice you need to be certified to fly an airplane. You know, so. Now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, we believe we're gonna, we can effectively explain all of this stuff, everything. Forwards, holding, stop, holding, everything. Because now it's, it's holding. We thought we were trading. We don't even trade the stocks. Why not? Why not? Because it's risky. What? Really? Okay. So that means when you're trading the currency, don't trade it. Hold it. The same way you hold the stocks when you're holding them. You don't trade the stocks at all. You don't have the stocks trading on your platform. You do now. And now you can trade them and hold them and all of that stuff when you get the profits up to be able to afford the stocks at the price they are now, the stocks that they do allow you to trade on this platform. And you can trade gold and silver and all the different oils. And it's just putting up a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14, 15-year-old person's brain into this realm of thinking and it's actual. And you do that by, you know, guiding them into the world of it 
and they get into it as a minor, and that starts off the new industry of just the child investor. You know, that, that's all popping up right now where people are voluntarily accommodating the idea of, you know, the child doing that. But in all reality, this has been the age where the child has really fully had it in his capabilities through the technological capabilities of the products consumed and distributed throughout the households, you know, to really make money from all of it if they just use enough imagination. But maybe that's why they use the gadgets and the television themselves to really stifle your imagination as much as they can by just forcing you to really think exactly what they want you to think. They're like, we just need you to realize your children that, you know, you have to rise above this situation because you do not want it to start talking like the, you know, Italian mafia again because it is going to be so cool. So don't worry, children, we will do it so You know, it's, but what I'm trying to say is that you just have to realize that, you know, maybe they don't want us to just, uh, you know, to get this kind of forward thing, but that is not our problem. You know, we have to do this because it is a lot of money on the line. So, dear guys, you just have to realize that right now I'm just struggling between the different cadences so I could just really feel like how they feel now with that said. We go on tour, comedy tour, and it's not even really a comedy tour. We had to figure out how to say what we want to say and make it funny and just be honest about it, and then it will be funny. So just say what we want to say and be completely honest about it, and it's a comedy tour. We laugh the whole time, and we practice our ability until the day will come, and then we have a chance to leave however many shows you have to do total. You'll most likely all be impromptu, and you might have like one where you write some shit down finally. Oops, says the bad word. I apologize. That was it. You can one strike. Right? Sorry, listen. Uh, we're working on it. I right? know. The bad words just represent the passion, so just find another word to use. But it's like, you know, I so I'll write one, you know, because it was just making sure that the making sure that the the impromptu was what could be leaned on in case of emergency, you know. So so on stage, the entire stage performance, we would honestly consider an emergency and just rely on it because we just got so good at it. It's, it's the ultimate like, trump, right? Because we can write stuff, you know, but that's already not in debate. You know what, you want to see me perform what I wrote on stage? Uh, no. stage to perform. Not to be nervous about it. I said every word right. Like, did you read every word right when you read it? You know, because I want to say to you on stage something I've never said to anyone before. You know, so what's your problem? You know, that's just what I want to know. Houston, do we have a problem? Houston, I'm here. I'm here, Houston. Houston, why didn't you tell me? You know, like, Houston, never mind. You know, 
disguise somebody familiar, boy. I hope they do, Houston. I hope they do. Houston, these guys mean anything to you. Houston, say hello to the new pet detective. Chizzy from Terry. Chad and Terry. Chase from Terry. Now, listen. Robin and Ben's not the only way to make a lot of money. You can make just as much money robbing a bank as just being honest on Wall Street and just not taking any phone calls from anybody that would say they need to come from the church dressed in a bind. You know. Real talk. Be where you really stay away from. If you ever make it to a level where you honestly are starting your own private equity hedge fund and you have a lot of money in there, and it was a firm, it was a public firm, and all that stuff. If you have that. To stay away from like insider trading would be would literally have to like not have any contact with with any of the people that work in any of the places that you are. So you have to have like your whole task force already set against it. Like you are picking so at that point that means it all relies on your pick. You you have to go off of your pick. And whatever your pick is, the entire industry of that pick, you have to boycott that entire industry as far as anyone in the organization talking to anyone in any of those companies. And it's just, it's a total boycott. It's because this is what we're putting our money into. So it doesn't matter what happens. You get it? You don't need insider information if you know where to go, if you know where the new money is, so just go for the new money and you have your account set up both ways. If the new money goes down or up, it doesn't matter. There's a blue button and a red button and you can get paid from each button depending on when you press each button, right? And you press each button, you know, once in each account. And like one account has blue in it, the other account has red and one different item, you know, it's an it's just an item. You go to the store to purchase an item. Well, right now, I'm showing you the item game that duplicates items. You've always spent a dollar to purchase an item for the first time. I will show you the Wall Street way of what a dollar does on Wall Street. We'll show you that as a child, and it's going to be a magnificent thing because if you play your cards right, then you can make more than your parents and they won't kick you out for a while you know but watch your back and stash a lot of money but just you know just play it out smart just then you start negotiating so what's the deal mom what's the deal you know how did you make you know how did you were like a hundred k a year okay cool you know and not a penny more 
Life will give it to you. Here you go. You know that. You know, you talk more, you know, a little more grand. Okay, uh, you talk a few more. Okay, that I think we can maybe work something out. So, where am I going to college? Uh, where's my where's my college for right, so We're going to deduct that from the few. Uh, all right, so I'm going to college on my own. Okay, okay. I hope I got the grades. Okay, okay. If I don't, I'm paid. Okay, I, I'll get the grades now because I'm paid. And that teacher wants a new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bribe the teacher. That's a joke. You won't have to. You know, your, your intelligence will increase a lot when you start making as much as the teacher and just you, you stay after school or order some pizza, you know, and, and you just study with the teacher and you just, you know, you're just rich. And that's how life should be. Like, if I had a school, that's, that's just how it would be. If, if I owned a school and you went to the school, you know, dang it, you know, you would know better. But I don't have a school. They don't give people like me schools. I just, you know, I like, you know, you know, they think I'm weird. So, you know, I would teach kids some really weird stuff of what to do with money and just conquer Wall Street before the age of 18. And it's just, these films are going to be awesome. You know, I just started off wanting to make the best films ever. You know, but if you make films that show kids how to make millions of dollars before the age of 18, you know what I'm saying? So you can figure out real early if you're going to build yourself up or destroy yourself, then, you know, we can just get that out of the way. Just give you millions of dollars and you can figure out who you really are. You know, because once you get millions of dollars, kids, you're going to figure out who you really, really are. You know, I can buy anything I want, you know? Well, that means you can build yourself up immensely or destroy yourself intensely. So, you know, yeah. You know, he said intensely destroy himself. That's redundant, you know. You know, being destroyed is in itself intense, yeah, I would imagine. Right? Right? Now, listen, we're just out here listening. So, and, you know, you listen to your intuition, you listen to the whispers. Okay, how do you get over insider trading? You get over insider trading by boycotting the industries that you're buying. Boycotting the... When it comes to communicating with people who work in the industries, you're buying all of those companies. You can't talk to any of them. Any of them. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you're invested in all of them. So it'll be intelligent for all of them. You get it? So then you just don't talk to any of them because you, it doesn't matter. There's no, it's doing it. No, no, no. You'll figure it out on your own. Because you have been buying it. Selling it from the very beginning, different accounts, red button, blue button. You don't need any hints. The whispers from the inside are in themselves enough intense. You know? So, that's how it goes. Right? That spiritual zone. Right? Straight. Straight. Champions of literature, champion literature. Here's champion literature for champions. You know what I'm saying? For all the, you know, champions from those breeding champions. So, you know, look, so, you know, I have yet to be more champion. So, for now, we're just reading to the champions of the next generation, you know. And so, when my champion comes out, it's like, what'd your dad do? He read 
champion literatures and all the other champions out here. And now you got to catch up. You know, so, you know. Um, it's just, I... This journey, if taken by you this young, 10 years old, 12 years old, is it's just exactly on time. It's right around the age where I would have wanted to basically start making it mandatory where that's all my child really needs. Because even before that, that's how it would go. Like At every level of comprehension of anything, I would start to relate it to that. As soon as you know what blue and red is, then you, you, you know that, you know, you know that by that. You'll be learning everything by the chart. Like, you learn how to read from the chart. You know what the word chart. Anything that was, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're internalized all that. This word is option. This word is tool. This word is this. This word is leverage. This word is profit margin. This word is P-R-O, prof. Like, you're learning everything, like, in, in relation to, so your first memories are even just, your first memories of, this, of, of you're tying in literacy and financial literacy. There we go. You have to do the same thing. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. We just shook the world with that concept because it just said it's right there. Boom. We have to tie in the literacy with the financial literacy at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. Like, I can hear the thunder from, from that. You know, it's snowing outside now in New York finally since the first four days of snow yesterday probably happened. Clearly, yeah, you know, snow always starts the day before, right? So, like, so like okay, cool. You just cracked it right there. Boom. So, with you all, you all started, you know, I started putting this, this material out. With you all, would have been three years after I would have, like, started teaching my own, you know, child officially, like, right at seven. You know, somewhere, maybe even before, but just basically you just tell them the formula and it just, it's like, I told you money's fake and it doesn't have the real value, so it's going to change in the value every year. So when you take that concept and you, and you start to actually put your money on the line in the different markets on Wall Street, the equity markets, just the different, the money markets, the different markets they have available, the different items you could purchase and hold for however long you want to and, and sell them and cash them out and take the money you earn from equity and use them to leverage and really just getting used to really learning how to make your dollars from actually taking your dollars and leveraging your dollars, you know, and flaking your dollars out and spreading them out and watching the spread and realizing that the spread of the Great British Pound, which is the Great British Pound, which is the Great British Pound, which is the Great British, you know what I'm saying. It is the strongest currency in the world, dear children. Now, that's something you have to hurry up and understand because what's the point of going through life if no one's going to sit there and tell you what the strongest currency is? Because if you don't even know, like, what's the strongest currency in the world? It's the Great British Pound. The Great British Pound has a spread of 2,000 points, 3,000 points. So it's going to move from $1.30 to $1.33. So $10 U.S. dollars will not be converted into 10 Great British Pounds. No, 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 sir. It's too strong for that. Now, Ripple SRP USD it moves at the same spread as 
the Great British Pound. As of right now, it is moving two to three thousand points apiece. Oh my goodness, the SRP is now at the same caliber as the strongest fiat currency in the world. That right there alone, I would never able to say anything else. You combine that segment, this segment, for the kids with the last segments, I just don't for the kids. And yes, you are on your way to super duper greatness. You know, it's about to be real stinky in that bathroom because you're stinking on them. Shaggy gets stumped on them. Did you cover your nose? So, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> That's all that matters. Now, let's, now, that's just what it is. Now, we just want to build and breed champions. Now, it's like this. If I'm the economic Malcolm X, then who I'm leaving behind are the economic more Panthers. More economic Panthers. There we go. You know, I'm leaving behind the more economic Panthers. Boom, boom, boom. Spell more with two O's, so, and that just still includes everyone. You know, it's just all the kids, all the different races, but we call it the more economic Panthers. You know, economic more Panthers, boom, boom. That's what I'll be fine. You all will end up having to do that. I'll set it up the best I can just because, you know, hey, that's like I started that one too. But, you know, I always felt like Malcolm X started the Black Panthers because of Malcolm X's absence. And if Malcolm X was not absent and the Black Panther still popped up, Malcolm X being at South, his political party would have probably been really accepted and, you know, the Black Panthers, which were inevitably, most likely, inspired and created based on his influence after his passing. So, you know, with me seeing the impact that would end up having is seen as if the answer to the riddle, what if Malcolm X had economic superpowers, it would be what we end up doing, and then the economic more Panthers would have to perceive me, would have to succeed me, so I, I perceive them. I would end up perceiving them, so I would help out in creating them, and then boom, you know, carry the torch, you know, so that's, that's what this is all about, it's just building up our entire community to finally being able to compete economically on their stage by, by laying out exactly how the future is being set up technology-wise. At least I could use that. Because if you think about it, like, you know, you start off as the kid who likes sci-fi movies and the kid who wants to write movies and then you the young adult who's going to, you know, write sci-fi movies, and then you fast forward ten years later, you've done all of that, and many other genres of art and the genres of writing, and including the different formats and the cinematography versus the literature, the written word, the script versus the prose and the dialogue and the, you know, learning all of that, and just just slowly, and finally. You know, finally getting to the point to where 
you'll go in the booth for an hour and you'll make something class at a time that's so and it's easy because you're just constantly studying so much and just being honest about what you're learning and the implications of it if it was used to be spread through your story and analogy and literally and figuratively you know through your impromptu sessions just sparring with yourself sparring with your own mind sparring with the universe just sparring with everything just sparring just sharpening the blade of sparring and practicing the different just that's all you have to do is just that's all you have to do and that's all you have to do you know what I'm saying really just continue to spar with yourself and just continue to spar and then eventually you just realize like I'm just really good at this and you're just like what happens if I take this on the stage and then you go on the stage with that attitude of like I'm just really good at this thank god like, all this practice is paying off I wonder what would happen if I take this sword on the stage with me then you find an event where they're like, everyone who can do this is welcome. And then, then you repeat that to yourself. And you say, everyone who can do this is welcome. And then you just, you're still practicing the entire time. Well, the 28th of the month after the next month, they're doing this thing that I've been kind of spending a lot of time seeing how I would fare at. How's it going? It's looking pretty fair. So, okay. Uh, when's it going down? At the fair. Oh, okay. You know, um, what do you think is going to happen? Well, they always told me life wasn't fair. <laughs> right? So now you're on the stage with that attitude where life isn't fair. Right? Either way it goes, life just isn't fair. Either I'm going to kill him or I'm going to die. Life is it fair? One of us has to go. And <coughs> Dear Lord, please not me. Right? That now you're a ferocious, vicious animal and, and, and the objective is to make a million dollars so you can distribute a million dollars. It's not about the acquisition, it's about the distribution thereafter, dear children. We are here to tell you that the lights now must go off. We weren't sure what we were doing. The headache gone. Let's get into it now. Dear children, the name of the game is to win. You, they want you to be broke as forever. And that's not cool, all right? We're just bleeping out any bad words. If we think we can say a bad word, we bleeped it out. We didn't say it. You didn't hear it. Zip, zap, you got it. Good. Listen closely, children. Present silence. Within the silence is the intuition. What's the intuition? It's the whisper that you were born with. The whisper the TV wants you to be gone with. I can't talk to you like Mr. Will. Mr. Will would say every sentence, every syllable in his sentence. Just so I don't know why, but maybe he wanted you to know exactly what he was saying so he did not have to repeat it uh, right I can't rap like Mr. Will uh, so you can't call me Mr. Chill uh, they call me Wall Street I missed the bill uh, I didn't get Bitcoin when I when you were one uh, uh, uh. Listen, 
<laughs> That's how it feels when you don't invest your money. I promise you, it's gonna be straight, straight, straight. You're not, you're, you're out, foul, foul goaltending. You know, just offensive foul, defensive foul. Um, just breaching the quarters. What's that called in football? Um, offsides, offsides. Uh, uh, false start on offense. Uh, you know, just piggyback right on number twenty-three. What are you doing? You know, you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, just listen. Listen to your intuition. And what else can we tell them? What, what else is good advice for us to tell you? You know, it's just, you know, like, clean your room. You don't want to look like mine. That's not cool. You know, you get no girlfriends with a room that looks like mine. So I just tell you that, cool. So unless your objective is to not have a girlfriend until you get a billion dollars and then you clean your room, then good luck. But other than that, just clean your room. You know, that's, that's you know, you know, that's that, that's what I need to say. You're like, I need to tell you that one. So, you know, but I probably don't have to because you would get a whooping if it wasn't clean already. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Don't clean your room, clean your room. You know, you can still get a whooping for something else. It depends on how bad you are. You know, if you're not bad at all, you know, but if you get a weapon for what you might as well just go for the moon. You know, but just, you know, if if you don't like trouble and trouble's not your best friend, you know, just you know. So but what else, you know, you wanna make as much money as you can, but you wanna make it honestly and legitimately and that's gonna make a lot of people laugh because they just don't know how to make it honestly and legitimately. So they just can't think about it honestly and legitimately. So then then you have the people who do make it honestly and legitimately and they're still laughing because that was funny, you know, but they get it, you know, they're on the other side. So they had to make that step. It's like, you know, you can make money that has blood on it or you can make money that doesn't. And then it's like, okay, um, can it be made, you know, the same amounts of it? You know, yeah, if not more. Like, of course. So just, oh. That's the whole game. That's the whole trap. That's the whole point. They don't want you to figure out on your own what I am spitting out to you. I should have the most popular YouTube in the world with this information. We're going to work on that. Alright? But at the same time, uh, do you really? Uh, right? See, that's the dilemma. Uh, this information will eventually pop off. Uh, then, then, then you just enjoy it. Akuna Matata all the way. And Hollywood, we're both going down. You're going down with me at this point. Hollywood, nice to meet you. It's a death to us, but we're both going down. And then from there, then I'll let you come back up to all the money I left behind you. But initially, it's going to be a shutdown in Hollywood. It's going to be everyone going to know. The revolution wasn't televised. It was trying to film the revolution. And there we go. And that's what I always saw in myself and my vision and my future of doing way before. I wrote The Phone Girl, which is the very beginning of, you know, David Craig, pen name, David Craig experience, the whole... Oh, I'm here moment where, like, okay, I'm, I'm branding now where I'm 
just creating brand new brands and we just continue to do that. Brand new brands. So, you know, main thing to remember, children, while you are, you know, yourself creating brand new brands, there are other brands that are brand new as well that have employees that they pay that are feeding their families from those paychecks. Invest in those companies. That's what everything is. That's what the market is. It's just the market of the new technology that comes out that is turned into different companies and different products made by different companies that have employees just like your mommy and daddy that work at different factories and places and offices and promotions and marketing and the different phases of production of the things you consume, the items. So certain items can be consumed that are not even consumption items that are actually assets that are held and stored in private equity funds, hedge funds, which are all those words I mentioned maybe at the beginning of the last hour session I did a few hours ago or whatnot. And it's just, you know, my real honest attempt to break this down on a child's level while not saying bad words and just getting better at that and just understand why it's good to just not say them now because then you find yourself 30 like me and I'm just a complete wreck, children, you know? Good thing I have some sense when it comes to money because, boy, I was almost doomed, okay? Good thing I turned out to be this economical. I say good thing I know what to do with a dollar. Good thing, you know, the IRS can hear everything I'm saying and just not do anything as long as I pay my taxes. They can't do anything to me. All I have to do is pay my taxes. That's it. Real talk. And that's where the champion mindset comes in too. Because they want 40%. So that means for every $10,000, they're taking 4000 Easy. Easy. Every $10, they're taking four. Easy. That's, that's, that's pretty much the same as what's going to happen if you get a regular job. But they're going to take that out before you get paid on that check. That's why on the check, you're going to see the words gross income. Because it makes you sick. Because it makes you want to vomit when you look at your gross income because that's how much equity you built with your sweat that's how much sweat equity you built that's your gross because when you building that sweat equity at work you feel gross because you're sweating and you're sticky and everything's sticky no matter what you are boy girl you're just you just, everything's sticky and just ill. And everyone's looking at you and say, ill. You look like ill. When you get home, they're like, you smell like ill. And you look like ill. And then you're like, I look like I can pay the bills this month. That's what I smell like. I smell like I just paid some bills. You know? And then it's like, then that person is just like, comes out of the room with the ascot out of the three-piece suit. And just, the, you know, the jacket. And the, the war overcoat and just the, the Corella DeVille and it's just like, you know, you should, you know, use that smartphone of yours a little bit better and get a little bit more money about yourself with a little less sweat with you. And then you're like, you know, not today, Chad. And then just, I'm after shower first. <clears throat> and then, you know, yes, you were laughing at me. Right? So then... That's called active income. 65 years of that, you're going to be driven crazy, you know. Then, then you have, like, you know, a bunch of kids, and then now you're just mad, and you don't want to do that. 
You want it just because every kid costs a quarter of a million dollars. That's a lot of money. So five kids is a million dollars. You got to spend on them kids, kids. And let me tell you, kids, before you had kids, because ain't nobody else going to tell you this, kids. Let me tell you straight up. I'm not playing with you, man. Listen here. Each child you have, boy, is $250,000, all right? So just so you know, no one likes to talk business, economics, finance. Why? Because they want to take the easy ways out. Most of the time, because everyone's not champion, and a lot of them gotta lose during the tournament of life. It's just how it goes. Easy come, easy go. Sometimes you're used to the snow, or you're not. It is what it is. You ice skating, or are you bungee jumping? Right? <laughs> right. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Has it always been interesting? So, so look. Now, you learn to leverage your money as young as you can. So, you can call the shots as young as you can. So, at this point, the only thing you have to do is just act like you got some sense. Boy. Or girl. You know. And I hope you as a girl that wanted to be a girl and don't be a girl that wants to be a boy because that's just ill. It's gross. And then they're going to try to kill me for saying that. But listen, all right, listen. We were walking through the circus and walking through and walking out the circus because walking through the circus is just, it's just the only thing you do inside the circus. Just walk through. We're, we're just doing a walk through on the circus. You can always just take a look. Can we take a tour through the circus? Yeah, yeah, you can take a tour. All right, let's get there to it. It's month. No more tours for you. What else do you want to see? Are you want to buy a ticket or not, huh? You want to know something about the circus? You know, so it's just a walk through. Walk through it through the circus. Then you're walking out. You know, the circus is everything you don't want to get stuck around and inside. And it's everything you don't want stuck inside of your life. So you want to be a champion and I'm going to give you the ultimate champion mindset that someone in your in in your in your age bracket can actually have. It's going to be phenomenal. What what you're going to graduate high school, uh, uh like being able to accredit me with like and it's just the testimonial with me as an artist. I had to go. For I wanted to be a, a champion as well. I wanted to show the champion skills as well. So boom, we show the champions because ultimately this is what will ultimately happen is that, you know, just so you know from the very beginning, ultimately this is what we're doing. So this is why I do want you to ultimately get real adamant about this because we are cracking the codes and the formulas to the financial markets. They can be cracked. They have been cracked before. They're called millionaires. They're called billionaires. All you have to do is study history. Don't worry, children. We're going to break down history for you. The financial history of the economy, the U.S. economy. We're going to break down all this stuff, children. It's going to be the funnest, funnest, funnest lessons you've ever learned. So welcome to virtual economic school with your, you know, Professor Chizzy Chad Rogers on the ones and twos. And we're just doing everything that we just wanted to do. And uh, that's just because they always try to haunt you with that stuff. They would taunt you with the stuff that... They couldn't afford wherever you lived and wherever you gave. It doesn't matter. Give more. 
So we're just going to get more information that's in store. And anywhere it goes, that's whether or not you want your own store. Because they don't have stores no more. They closed the mall. What was the last time you went to the mall? Anyway, it goes. And that's out to all y'all. And anywhere it goes, you know. Stop it, you know. And my girlfriend don't call me, guess she not my girlfriend, she just dropped me like a bad call, and now she not stopping, she got my wallet, and she just copied any other kind of wallet that she want, and uh, she tossed the old wallet when she got some new, stop it, uh, so, <laughs> now, that's just how, you know, you know, you know, you know. Listen, sometimes you want to rhyme, sometimes you don't. You know, it's life, you know? Sometimes you want strawberries, sometimes you want blueberries. And that's all I'm trying to say. Learn how to leverage your money because sometimes you you don't want blackberries. Sometimes blackberries is all you want. Sometimes blackberries is all you have, you know? And, and all the berries can be converted to other berries. Like, as far as jelly beans is the official analogy for, for, for that analogy. But what we really mean is, like, jelly beans. Listen. We say the green jelly bean represents every paper dollar because any paper dollar can be any color of the jelly bean and that would be a waste of the jelly bean. We can do that with the blackberries and the different berries. We can do it like that. But the concept of of jelly beans is like one of the beans can be the berry bean, basically. And it would be used in analogies I just said. Boom. Other than that, we were going to use the green jelly bean as the, you know, this is how we do our stories. Listen. We're going to use the green jelly bean to represent any fiat currency. Fiat meaning paper, 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 fake paper. What do you do with paper? You eat it and get in trouble. Why? Because it's not good. Why is it in your mouth? Eat a dollar and you can submit it and smack out of here. Watch. Right? Try it. I won't even be there. Listen, I'm telling you. Try it. Eat a dollar. Eat something worse than a dollar. You can submit it and uh, yeah. <laughs> right, we just created our own, you know, our own laughing tracks and our own, you know, pivots. Our pivots, we're about to pivot over and this and that. We're, you know, a jump shot and, you know, this and that and, you know, jabs and, you know, hole in ones. We're just practicing the different things we're capable of doing at a moment's notice on empty stomach, borderline headache, just straight, just really training ourselves to really be champion at whatever it is that we really wanted to do with our time. So at the end of the day, it was not a loss at all. We were going to end up being extremely well-crafted at what we were doing. So that's why you have to keep everything on the up and up. So you can actually practice anywhere pretty much. And then it's like a little paid show. If I went somewhere and was practicing and really went hard with the practicing and, you know, worked up a good sweat about it all, you know. So, you know, but that's what the stage is for. Stage is another form of practice. It's my chance to practice with all of you here right now. Thank you for playing those numbers, spots, on the squares I need filled to get this kind of practice out of the way. Thank you. Let's see what we're made of. It's live practice, people. You know, um, there's no prize on the table except not getting booed. That's that's about the, the best prize you can be offered uh, at minimum. So, you know, get on stage and make it off with applause. That's it. It's that simple. We're gonna get on stage and we're gonna and we're gonna walk off to applause.
Well, you're gonna get on the stage of silence and walk off in applause. Right? Stay focused about it all. <clears throat> so now, the jelly beans. So what are the other jelly beans? All right, that's everything else. You can convert the freaking green jelly beans. Pardon me for even saying freaking, but just the green jelly beans can be converted to all the other color jelly beans. So now, that's the whole riddle of everything. What are the other jelly beans now? That's a lot of them you have to find out on your own, but we will start to help you out. Okay, let's say that anything, the jelly bean is from this point of the analogy, from it, from what we're saying now, the analogy of it is, is that it's, the jelly bean is anything that you are converting the dollar into that you, you can still hold on to, that still has value, still has equity, and you can sell it again, whether it's like merchandise, you know, like it's all legitimate, it's all, you know, legal merchandise, you know. But this is all really geared for, you know, to make it easier for, you know, black kids to stop growing up selling drugs, like stop being a douchebag about it all. So, so, and then, and, and that's also geared to, that's to get to everyone in the situation. That has to be the overlying concept of, of everyone in the situation is, gee, stop being a douche about it. And, and that goes to even the people who have the money to uh, assist the situation and even those that have the plan to get the money to be able to just live that life period and then therefore now they themselves are now involved in the conflict of just being someone in a situation and being very considerate inside that situation which is the only the only other word there's many other words I can figure out but it's just I'm sorry it's just douche it's, that's what we mean when we say douche so it's like we're, we're gonna work and craft in ourselves just using better language our mouths potty mouths children you don't want these kind of Lips, these are potty lips, potty kissing lips, just just so, you know, you know, watch us just become more graceful with the words we're saying and really figuring out how to just say it very, you know, with more wit, you know, with a more varying degree of wit. Alright, part of me, children, I'm very angry. Holiday season and I'm all alone, it's all good, you know, it's not really used to it. So, anyway, now, what else? You know, we feel the best when we are creating, period, and that's the underlying factor that we have to deal with in our life, is that we're always going to feel the best when we are doing this initial purpose that we were given. So, everything pretty much trickles down from that. And then from there, you know, it's, everything is from there. But for now, we just say, it's leading up to this right here, it's more like, okay, I mentioned it in this hour, like what is the most important thing I could have talked about in an hour that I create something for an hour and create an hour's worth of classic material? Was it, you know, what made a classic? You know, was it timeless? Was it time sensitive? Was it a little bit of both? Did it have, you know what I'm saying? What were the factors inside of it? What were the ethereals, you know, beside it? You know, beside it? What were the components of it, you know? The, you know, properties of it, like what did it consist of, what what skill sets were, were I 
using, you know, that I use. And, uh, I'm just being really grateful. And just knowing that all these years of, of working on this is paying off, and it's just, it all started with just those parameters of just wanting to create a classic piece of art. It all started from there. I just wanted to create a classic piece of art. A piece of art that was just a classic. It was, it's going to be known as a classic piece of art. It's a classic. Start off there. Classic. You know, your hit masterpiece has to deal at the end, you know, and, and you can still hit Magnus Opus before Masterpiece. Magnus Opus won't even have to be, you know, Magnus Opus is just your masterpiece. It's like your best work. It's like the best thing you did, you know, it's your Magnus Opus. So what would I say? I would say mine just it would be biased. I just I'm always gonna stick with CFK. That was the first book where I just realized like, you know, holy goodness, you know, based on the stuff you write and the impact you will have, you know. They're one day gonna try to kill you, boy. Yeah. Just to be honest. And that's just what it was. And it was just book number two. It's the very beginning, so it's like, you know, that's what I said, I better find another career while I'm working on all this stuff. You know, I better find another way to make money then, you know, you know, if this has to go to the top of the bestsellers list, you know, one day for me to make a living, pretty much how it would be set up anyway it goes, you know, at some point that book will see the light of day, so, you know, eventually, it'll, you know what I'm saying, eventually, so, like, you know, it was like, whoa, better find another way to make money. Oh, thank God you bought the Bitcoin years before that at 23. And, you know, you didn't know how big that was, how big, you know, how big a decision that was. And from there, you know, a few years after writing, two years after writing the second book, you know, in between your first three books, basically, you know, stumbled across that nice career, which was, uh, you initially took it as just the karma for dedicating all those years to writing a billion dollars worth of intellectual property, being all of your art, everything you created, you created a billion dollars worth of, um, you know, if you liquidate everything you created, easily make a billion dollars off of it easily. You making billions on a recurring basis, just based on all the art you created, right? And then all of the material you have, what you're actually talking about, just think about it. It all led me up to this point. What am I saying now? So therefore, you can conclude this little BS inside of everything I said within these five years. Because how much BS do you hear right now? So you know you're gonna hear that percentage of BS throughout everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think I learned on last year? Like, no. I, I have to accept the fact that I was born for this and you just gradually just start to figure it out. And it's all about if it's in your destiny to figure it out as soon as possible and go as, you know, fast and vigorous with it as, as possible, as possible you can. And, you know, that that's what uh, I just really want to stress to the next generation out there, the 10-year-olds, the 12-year-olds to know that, man, there's too much technology out here. Dudes and dudettes, you can out be here. All can out be out here making serious dough. So much dough, your parents are like, where did you make all this money? And then you're like, the internet. And then they're like, how did you do that? And then you're like, 
How did you not teach me? Why did I have to find it out from this madman? This madman told me you call him a madman. He is a madman. You, you wouldn't mad enough. So, with that, we stop recording. It's 819. I want to thank you, kids. Another comedy album for you. You know, just to let you know that we are helping you build millions of dollars so you can call the shots in your family. It's going to be a funny life for you to live. It's going to be a funny life for you to live. And that's the life that I would have liked my kid to live if I had one. So that's the whole point is just to do unto others what you would like to have done onto you as far as the situations that you help people get in or out of, you know. So, oh shoot. <clears throat> I am yeah, my mom sent Jason money. Um, I sent Alright, so, yeah. Shout out to my mom. She just sent cash out to put on trading. I sent Jason. So, thank you all for listening. We're going to stop this now. It's already 8.30, I guess. We had no choice but really to just stop this. We had to wake up earlier and everything, I really think. So, let me test him and ask him.